Weefa Waves is sponsored by Weefa Accelerator, an education hub to amplify your career. Shop the hub or explore our persona pathways to find all the ways that you can accelerate your career trajectory and make meaningful partnerships along the way. We want to help you crush your near and long-term goals. So collaborate with us over at womeninfitness.org backslash accelerate. I am Lindsay Rainwater, founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. And I'm Morgan Hills Adetoye, director of all things WIFA. And this is WIFA Waves, the sound waves of your career. A podcast devoted to supporting the who, what, and how of your career trajectory. We got you. Let's ride these waves together. Yeah, let's do it. Accelerate, amplify your career. So... This particular vision came to me well over a year ago. I think with stuff like this, it lives inside of you for quite some time before it actually comes out. And the American Council on Exercise was kind enough to help us kind of dream up this idea being that we had speakers on stage, rapid fire topics, and accelerate, meaning we want to supercharge the careers for women in the fitness industry. And so, you know, prior to COVID-19, we had this whole dream of getting everybody on stage and then also doing a podcast simultaneously. Well, when you don't get to have everybody on stage, you get to do the podcast anyway. And so we went through and did, we recorded all the podcasts for the women that we had planned to be on stage and everything from emotional intelligence how to succeed in your career, how to build out your why, how to create a pitch deck, how to produce a podcast. The goal of Accelerate is to highlight all the different potential careers that you could have really in or out of fitness. And so my belief is that we've captured, uh, you know, a 10 plus interviews of women that are absolutely crushing in these categories and want to share just a a little tidbit of their personal success stories and what, how they've accelerated their own careers, how they've amplified their own career growth because of the steps that they've taken in their career. And not only that, but the potential traumas or circumstances that have shaped their careers because you know, we don't get to just uh, silo out our careers and not have any personal involvement as well. It all, everything flows together. Everything impacts each other. So I hope you enjoy the Accelerate interviews. Um, Two Fit Crazies and a microphone. Brian and Christine have been kind enough to mentor us through the process of launching this and you'll hear them on the interviews themselves. And I feel really grateful that the team of people that we worked with to put these podcasts together, both the people being interviewed and also Brian and Christine, that even though we didn't get to have the event in person, we're still getting to launch the podcast as a result. So thank you guys.
Today, we're going to hear from Dynasty Hunt. She's going to be talking to us about why diversity matters more than ever in your fitness business. Dynasty is the founder of DynastyHunt.com. It's a platform focused on developing and supporting women to break their imposter syndrome in the fitness industry and beyond as well. She is a leader, an instructor, uh, a certified group fitness instructor. She's got all of the things. She's really incredible, has done tons and tons of research and work to look into diversity and equity in your fitness business. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear from her. She's also super passionate about moving away from the homogeneous approach. So she became a group fitness instructor um, and is deeply committed to helping diverse instructors own their space and create community wherever they are. I cannot wait to hear her story. I truly believe she's got a lot of meaningful information to share with our community today. Dynasty Hunt. How are you, Dynasty? I am good. How are you all? Doing well. We're hanging in there. Dynasty, where are you right now? Where are you joining us from today? I am in San Francisco in my living room, just finished teaching a live stream workout. Okay. Sign of the times, live stream workouts. Is that your normal uh, (laughs) uh, way of encountering uh, or getting together with people? No, right? No, no, it's usually in person, but these have been quite fun to invite someone into your home and say, let's sweat it out together. It's nice motivation. And I feel like it keeps all of us grounded and connected. And I think the people that are really, you know, kind of hanging in there and keeping such a positive outlook on life are the people that are just connecting. They're, you know, we refuse to let someone tell me I have to stay in. Well, you know what? We're going to, we're going to virtual ourselves all over the world. Exactly, exactly. And it's great to see so many folks get up. You know, the class was at 7 a.m. San Francisco time. But obviously, folks are joining from around the globe. So it's great to see faces that you've taught in person before who've moved away, who now get to join your class. And for those folks who are on the West Coast time, we're like, I'm going to join you at 7 a.m. Kudos to them on a Friday morning. (laughs) Absolutely. So before we get into um, talking about your expertise today, what were you teaching this morning? I'm, I just am curious. <laughs> I was teaching a class. The format is called Grit, but it's basically a strength training-based hit class that's all tied to the beat of the music. So I get to choose the playlist and the songs, and maybe we'll encourage you to dance it out a little bit while we're squatting to just release some of whatever you've got carrying on your shoulders. And I love it. It's a great format. Good, nice, a little Les Mills action, huh? Uh, just a little bit, yeah. but I, I would say with a different, little bit of a different flavor. Okay. Love it. So now you have been highly spoken about, I'm going to say that, and <laughs> you have a little expertise that you're going to bring our listeners today regarding diversity and inclusion in the fitness world. So tell us a little bit about what you have to share with our listeners. Yeah, thanks for asking. So 
it's really interesting. I have a very interesting and unique background in that I actually have dual career. So I have one career where I do a lot of fitness coaching. Obviously, I teach fitness classes, uh, but I also work with studios and individuals about how they're implementing diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies in the fitness space. But the other side of my work is leading talent, HR, and diversity and equity work for a nonprofit firm. So the way those two have kind of brought me together is that when I started in the fitness industry and started teaching classes, you know, I started off just really thinking, this is going to be a way that I can help more people change their mindsets and their bodies, but I'm not going to carry over any of the stuff that I do in my day-to-day work over into what happens in the fitness industry. And that quickly shifted for me as I started to watch what was happening around me, watch what was happening for other instructors around the globe, and recognizing that there were missing elements of how we think about equity and inclusion. And what I mean by that is there is equity inclusion when it comes to your workouts. So making sure that you're giving modifications, making sure the class is accessible in terms of the workout. That's one piece of it. But the piece that I think that we haven't spent enough time in is how are we thinking about who is in front of the room, who is leading our classes, who is showing up in our marketing efforts as a group fitness industry, and how do we make sure that it is not a homogenous type and that we are really meeting our clients where they are and also saying that our instructor team Uh, The marketing efforts that we give, the way that we talk about our work really connects to our clients and connects to a diverse base of clients and not just one type. And and you say that, you know, your worlds kind of collided there with your two different uh, careers, uh, you know, intersecting. Um, But it's a good reminder that that fitness is a business. And in business, you know, this is a a very um, important topic that is, you know, is – you know, has to be acknowledged in some way in, you know, whether fitness or not. It's true. And it's what's interesting is, Ryan, like, I think that folks are starting to talk about it, but not really. And are starting to say, oh, this is a topic that's kind of coming up for me, but not really. And so what I'm seeing is a lot more instructors from the ground up, particularly instructors who are of a diverse background, are starting to raise flags or starting to write articles or starting to put post up about it and saying, this is my own personal experience of how I'm experiencing it for better or for worse, which is causing more conversation. But what I haven't seen us get to the place in the fitness industry that I am committed to trying to figure out how to push, how to help lead, how to help us get there is where studios and instructor teams alike are really starting to make this a part of their practice from start to finish. I give an example. When I started early on in my teaching, uh, you know, I, I started teaching. And as I mentioned before, we get to choose the playlist for our classes, which I love because I love all types of music. But when I work out, I really love hip hop music. And I had someone uh, come to take my class and came after my class and sent an email and said, hey, I really loved your class. The workout was great. But, you know, your music, it's just too, you know, it's, it's just too urban. And I was like, what does that mean? What do you mean? I know. I know. When we start using those words and it's someone is. who does this work, pers- you know, right. 
urban like it's it, like it's populated <laughs> oh you're right a lot of people dance from together. The, oh yeah mm-hmm. it's completely urban yeah and, and, you know their comment was <sighs> uh you know well we should you know you should switch it up maybe you should do like some EDM and pop to relate to other people and as someone who's a pretty <laughs> blunt direct person I was like oh do you mean white people because half of the people in my class are white and they seem to love it so I, I really want to like name what do you mean by that but and it was a very interesting example where, you know, I wrote that person back. I was like, let's get on the phone. Gave that person some really honest and constructive feedback about how that came out, how that language comes out, how that language is received. But that was in my first three months of teaching. Wow. And what I hear are stories of instructors who they've been teaching for years. And I've heard these comments uh, from individuals, from students that take their classes from folks who where they teach at their studio and those individuals aren't thinking about it or maybe they are but just are not thinking about the equity and inclusion side of that or how you can immediately then exclude your instructor base by the comments that you make and I feel fortunate because I do this work so when I hear that I was like let's just talk about it because I'm comfortable talking about it but a lot of folks aren't necessarily comfortable bringing it up because of fear of loss of income, fear that they will be ostracized, fear that they are you know, going to be deemed or classified as angry or a troublemaker, all of the things that are associated sometimes when you start to really push equity and inclusion conversations in any workplace. Uh, so Brian, to your point in the fitness industry too, that is happening today. I love this conversation. I'm just, I'm loving this. And I grew up in New York, so, you know, diversity central. And also I taught for 15 years. So constantly, I mean, the amount of classes I've had to take with diversity and inclusion and on and on and on about how to implement and how to speak to people and what diction you should be using. There's certain word choice and your word choice. I mean, one thing is, you know, your behavior, but another thing are your words and words are very powerful things. I love the fact that you are bringing this up and bringing this out into the open because an example, I actually, you know, will coach some classes, teach some classes. And I tell people I use all music and sometimes I use music. I don't really love because I want to make sure that everyone is included and don't get me wrong. I love working out to my hip hop. And when I work out, that's my music. Oh, choice. However, that is not everyone's music, oh, choice. So someone might say to me, you know, Christine, I really, your music today, like, I really didn't enjoy it. And I'm like, well, that's because, you know, today's class was, uh, you know, Jersey Shore, um, you know, club night, you know, and Madonna Monday. Right. It was, you know, and today was, you know, throwback Thursday. So everything was from the 70s. It's so. I mean, there's there's just a little teeny. I mean, that's just kind of things that that I do in in, in a fun kind of way. But what um, what advice would you tell people? So, you know, again, people listening right now, whether they are an owner of a studio or a club, or they are just an instructor, what are some takeaways? You know, without giving away the whole cake right now, what are some pieces that you know you could tell people that just think about this or the way you say it or what, what do you think? Mm -hmm. So I think one for instructors, I would encourage to not be afraid to have the conversation or if you feel like 
you are in a place where you're hearing something or you're getting feedback about your teaching style or your music or how your class is set up that is in direct conflict with with who you are at the core and your authentic value that you want to bring to the table to not be afraid to have that conversation and name that i'm not going to excuse anyone but i think a lot of times people are like i was just making the comment and don't necessarily recognize what this means or how this is coming out. So naming that will help people become more aware. So I think that's one on the instructor side. I think too, on the studio owner side, really looking at your recruitment and your marketing strategies. Because what I see a lot of studio owners say is, oh, Dynasty, I'm right there with you and I'm very committed to DEI practices. But then when you go and you look at their recruitment strategy, who they are recruiting, they all look the same, they all talk the same, and if they don't, then they have an entire training program to make sure that they all act the same once they're done with the training program. So being really mindful of how you're approaching recruiting, and then being really mindful of how you're approaching marketing. If all of the individuals that are on your website, that are on your Instagram, that are on your videos, all the pieces that you market all look the same, or to just be more blunt or white, then that is a place where you could start immediately to really think about, wow, what's going on with my marketing efforts where everyone looks the same and I may have diverse instructors on my team, but yet I am preferencing this sort of look or a certain type for my marketing. Uh, And the third for clients, I would say is continue to share what you are experiencing in classes. I have had several individuals who are women of color who have expressed to me, I appreciate coming to your class, one, because I enjoy your class and the workout, which I appreciate them saying, but also because it's really nice to be able to go to a class where someone that looks like me is leading it because it automatically makes me feel like I am welcome and that there is a space for me in the studio. When I go to places where I am the only in the room, and that's just not in the fitness industry, that's anywhere, there's a level of uncomfortability that can come up for me because I am the only person that on the surface looks like me. So to clients, continuing to share that with your instructors, but also share that with studios that you're going to or that you've attended and felt like you were not included you can share that feedback so that the studio can then start to take action on it. I'm going to say one thing because I'm riled up. Every once in a while, I get riled up. <laughs> I, I always get riled up at least once, at least once every other episode. Here. And here it Throw is. some gas on Here this. it is. You know why? Because it's freaking 2020 right now, and I hate the fact that we're still having this conversation. How about that? It's, That's I, You know what, though? It, like, I'm, it, it is. It's frustrating, it, but are you paying attention? I know. That's... Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy that we that you know we're we're still at this point where people do not get it, you know. Um, and I think that's really powerful. I I think what you're doing is super powerful to get people to really open their eyes. Look at your marketing, and you know what I would say, you know, like you said, not just the fitness industry in general. Um, and studio owners are sitting there going, well, I don't understand. Like, I think we're missing out on the male demographic. Well, what? because all of the women are these, you know, tiny, you know, Caucasian women on the front of your cover. What, what do you think? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. They, they're all, they all look the same. And then you're like, but why does it look different? Why, why am I not, you know, attracting a certain clientele? Well, this is part of it. Or I hear a lot of, 
oh, but we're really inclusive. Like we're, we're here to change lives. That's great. Well, then your actions and what you're putting out there and what you are pushing out there to the world should exploit, should share that. But I dare you to go ask your instructor base. I dare you to do an assessment, to do a DEI assessment and to find out, are your practices really inclusive? Because what studios will find is once they do the assessment, those that I've worked with behind the scenes have found, oh, wow, on a scale of one to 10, I'm at a one and I thought I was at a 10. Well, I'm offering these really unique classes. Sure. Well, I've hired someone who is a diverse background. So you're saying that you checked a quota box. Congratulations. Do you want a pat on the back for that? Like you don't get a pat on the back for that. There's actual real work that needs to be done. And I think studios have to understand there are layers to this. You know, first there's racial equity that you want to think about, but then you want to think about body equity when you're coming into the, the, the studio. And that is a whole, you know, we could do a whole session on just that alone about the fact that people are continuing to still have an idea of what an instructor body type should be and what it should look like, which is just baffling to me uh, that we're still having those conversations. But I feel like we're on the early end where folks are still being like, oh, well, this person looks a certain way. So therefore, maybe we shouldn't have them become an instructor because of their body type. Like, really? We're really doing that? Crazy. And then there are all these other layers that we go into. But I think that's, you know, where it starts. And, you know, the other thing I will add is, and this is because of my work, you know, talent, HR, DEI work, then once you start with some of those surface layers, then you start to peel back the layers or you start to peel this onion and you start to dig into compensation practices. Just because you employ all women at your studio doesn't mean you're paying them equally and fair. And so we start to get into all these other layers around DEI that folks are starting with, oh, but I'm inclusive and I want everyone to come to my studio, but you're not actually applying real equity and inclusion principles to every layer of how your business operates. And then the other level is gender. You know, go easy on these dudes out there, all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> go easy on those male instructors. You know, it's it's fine. I'm I'm teasing obviously, but um but they um I you know, I I worked for for years at a at a gym that was was primarily you know, it was it was a women's gym and it wasn't marketed ever as a women's only gym. It was a fitness center and and mostly it was women clientele and there would be the occasional um, fellow that would come in and, and, and do the classes. But for the most part, it was, it was women. And again, it was the presentation of it. Um, it wasn't attractive for a man to go into that gym to do a workout. A, you know, there's, there's, it's a, it's, it's you know, from a, the macho man standpoint, it's a lose, lose. I'm either going to get outworked by this woman, uh, you know, my, the people around me, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to outwork them and what the hell am I doing? You know, it's just kind of like a, a, a stupid rub that, that, that they, um, have to, live with but um i've been an instructor in in those classes and and just like you said they didn't want to come to my classes sometimes not all of them some of them loved it um mm-hmm. and and others would um would you know would flock to it other you know and and, the, and some would wait for the female instructor to come because like you said they, they didn't you know i didn't look like them <laughs> that's for sure um so you know there, there's a lot that goes into it and uh like you know i said it's a pretty good picture of uh, it's the fitness's picture of of the real world and what's going on out there and um you know you're, you're doing great work it's uh it's fantastic um let me ask you this We've kind of gone over some things that are that are you know where we need improvement. 
What are they doing right? What are we doing right out there in the fitness industry in this regard? I think one thing that I'm seeing a lot more of is just a ground up swelling of instructors really sharing more of their voice and perspective and pushing on the conversation and really getting studio owners and other instructors alike to really listen. So I'm seeing incredible community that is building from the ground up around these topics and really pushing individuals to not just think about one layer of this, but really push each other in different ways. You know, I also think there are organizations and studios out there who are really thinking about these pieces and who are taking the time to dig in a layer deeper and who are saying, this is something that matters to me. You can see it in their marketing materials, but you can also see it in how their instructors talk about their studios and how they talk about their own teaching practices and how their clients talk about them and what they're experiencing. So I don't think that we're all starting from ground zero. I think there are places where we continue to learn from and can learn from. I just think that maybe those places are harder to find, which is why I am focused on more of this work on the fitness side of things, because I want to make sure there can be a more collective hub where you can find those studios easier, you can find those instructors easier, and you can bring individuals together to have larger conversations. Sounds like a great certification, if I've ever heard one before. Just throwing oh, it out thank there. you. <laughs> so, Dynasty, this was fantastic. And I want you to share with um, the listeners around the world where they can find out more information about you, about all of this, um, social media tags, everything. Great. So you can head to my website at dynastyhunt.com. Super easy. It's just my name uh, as a starting place to find out more information. And from there, there's a link that you can click, which is the Equity and Fitness Collaborative, which is the collaborative that I was just alluding to, which is a focus on how do we teach more about this? How do we give people lessons and resources, but also build more community around this so that it can be a larger more global conversation. There's also an Instagram page for the Equity and Fitness Collaborative. So you can just follow it at, at Equity and Fitness Collaborative and we'll go from there. Awesome. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today and we really appreciate you taking the time to come and speak with our listeners and give them an idea of you know, what maybe they can do to improve the lives of others and really get inclusive and understand a little bit more about how they can impact other people. So we truly appreciate you today and thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. 